alive, to have emotions. And if I can make them bigger and make them better and more emotional emotions, then I think it's great. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people then. From 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you. Thank you all so much for the support. More than 215 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them, This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds, so if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Nastya Litkevich. Nastya is a 16 years old master of sports in ballroom dancing, and her secondary favorite activity is ballet. She was born in Simferopol, and now she lives in Odessa. Nastya successfully graduated the 11th grade. As a side job, she used to be a tutor in high school lessons, and now 
She is going to study at the National University of Lviv because Kiev is not her city at all. She feels really uncomfortable if she stays in Kiev for more than one week. In her free time, she enjoys reading. Her favorite food is cinnabon. Her favorite drink is caramel latte. And her favorite fruit is watermelon. Nastya, how are you today? I'm great. <laughs> Thank you. It was a great show, <laughs> a great uh, beginning of our podcast, I think. So thank you one more time for your invitation. And I think that we can start. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm really happy and I want to focus on more emotions. So when you're not doing ballet and you're not studying, <laughs> what is something that really, really makes you feel alive and full of your favorite emotions? Maybe forget all troubles and just feel good. Um, so I think that all my positive emotions are really connected with the feeling of freedom. So this is the feeling that I really need to feel alive. Um, and it always depends on situation. So sometimes to feel amazing, um, I can be sad. Sometimes I can be happy to feel the same amazing because uh, it is all feelings and I just want to feel alive every time. So as I said, it depends on situation. So sometimes I just want to go for a walk uh, by myself without friends sometimes um, another one like go for a party <laughs> it is always cool too not always it is just cool too for some situations uh, but at all I really like that I live near the sea and it is beautiful opportunity to walk around the beach uh, it makes me feel really cool there are lots of beautiful people there, beautiful sea, <laughs> um, beautiful birds. It always makes me feel calm. My God, I have so many questions. It's incredible. But now to make sure I understood you. So there are situations that give you emotions that you want that could be feeling something is beautiful or feeling calm or feeling sad or feeling happy. And when you feel those in those emotions, you feel freedom. And freedom is what makes you feel alive. Did I understand correctly? Yes, absolutely correctly. So let's return back to defining things. Imagine I opened the page from the dictionary of Nastya. <laughs> <laughs> what does feeling alive mean? What does freedom mean? Okay. Uh, feeling alive means to let you feel everything you feel, like to open your feelings to every situation you have. So if you feel sad, you just let you feel sad and you can cry a little bit. Uh, you can sit <laughs> and feel lonely a little bit because life is like waves. It comes up, then comes down. And every time you feel at the low point, uh, the highest point, will be not so far away <laughs> um, so it makes sense to just let these emotions be in you that makes that is my answer <laughs> wait 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 even before you speak about freedom but i want to understand so when you're at the low point you feel everything 
you sad? It's because you know the high point is not far ahead. But is that really how you think? Or is it the fact that there are highs and lows? It gives more feeling to other emotions. So when you feel happy, then when you feel sad, the sadness, you can feel it more. And when you feel sad, you appreciate the good emotions even more. So you can feel more because of the change. Or is it really a way to feel everything because you know that the better tomorrow will come? Mm, I think that it it's like more not effect. It's just my feelings. So, yes, I know that the better points will be sometime in the future. But I, when I feel sad, I think not about that high point. I think about um, that I couldn't feel that high point if I wouldn't feel the low point. So that's my point. <laughs> okay. So it's about being happy that you can feel yes. things. Yes. And what is it? Because, you know, as uh, masters of sports and ballroom dancing... Actually, you have trained your body more, you feel more of the nuances and sensations. And therefore, if you were to explain it, and I know it's difficult and a bit unusual to ask, how do you feel emotions? What are emotions in you? Is it like colors? Is it like uh, waves? Because you mentioned the wave. Is it like some energy? Is it just something like you're in a different place and each emotion is a different place? Or what is emotion to you? And then say, okay, you feel it. To you personally, why is that such a good thing that you can feel emotion? So first, how do you feel emotions? <laughs> what are emotions for you? And why is that? What does it add to your life? Well, I like such um, philosophy questions. Um, so, okay, I feel the emotions like the, an abstract uh, uh, paints, maybe. So, paintings, yes. Um, it is like different colors and different different shapes of some figures, <laughs> maybe, for me. So when I feel sad, I usually see some dark blue gray something like this but when i feel happy i see a lot of yellow and pink <laughs> uh i didn't think about it a lot before it but yes it feels for me like this and uh, to this i'm adding my um like butterflies <laughs> in my body <laughs> like the perfect feeling when I feel sad I feel a little bit dizzy maybe so that's how emotions feels for me why I think why do I think it's one easy? second yes please I, I want you to answer that and also to answer about freedom but yeah. that is called synesthesia and Mozart had that where he will see sounds as colors and things mm. and you see emotions as colors, which is amazing. And it's a bit of a genius thing. Did you consider making abstract paintings out of your emotions to express them? Or you just see it, enjoy it, but selfishly keep it to yourself? Yes, maybe yes. I selfishly keep it in myself. 
Yes. Thank you. So tell me, why are emotions important for you? Because even when you're sad and at low point, you still see it as a positive thing because you're so enjoying the feeling that you can feel alive when you're sad, maybe feel alive when you're hurt or feel alive when you're surprised or happy or see something beautiful. So it's the whole spectrum to you is enriching and uh, gives you vitality and life. But how does that work and why are emotions so important for you? Okay. Um, Well, what is life if it is not emotions? It's, what is it? I don't know, moves, (laughs) Uh, heartbeats. For me, life is like the same as emotions. So without it, I can't imagine how people would live. Um, So I think it's just the thing that used to be but we can't live without it. It is like a, a starter pack <laughs> for the life to have emotions. And if I can make them bigger and make them better and more emotional emo- emotions, then I think it's great. And um, I can uh, say a little bit more that I'm quite an optimistical person at all. So it is from the childhood in me and these things, as I said, and you repeated that uh, even at the low points, I can stay optimistic and uh, see that in the future I would have something really great. It helps me to live a little bit better for me, I think. It makes my life more easy at some points so why not (laughs) no but easy why the word easy it was unexpected for me i thought you'll say it will make my life more interesting my life more full of like new experiences or something new emotions but you said easy so (laughs) why okay i don't think that people have to feel life like something hard at all because life is just some piece of time you have to spend it on this world uh, this planet i don't know (laughs) there are lots of um versions about this but anyway um life is had to be light for you not always but if we would say at all, it doesn't have to be hard because hard for me means like something bad. Like you always try to solve some problems or something like this. So this is what hard for me. Light is when you know what you want, know how you can solve every problem without some negative emotions, how you can come through any things you don't like in this life more easily and that's what i thought thank you so life doesn't have to be approached with an attitude that is negative where people see it as solving problems and a struggle and a fight but it can be easy as an enjoyable process because we have a short period of time in this world or in this universe so we should use it to feel the emotions because 
life is not heartbeat or anything. It's the emotions that give us vitality and life. And you are optimistic, so you always see it as an experience, knowing that you will be okay in the future. So why not enjoy today, even if it's slow? Did I understand correctly? Yes, absolutely. And now about optimism, because someone who is not optimistic will not understand what we said right now. (laughs) So why are you optimistic? What beliefs, what experiences, what thoughts made you become an optimistic person? Maybe when you share them, someone can also discover how to be similar to you and find optimism in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, thank you for the question. So, I think that I would say thank you <laughs> for my optimism to my father the most because um, he gave me this thing. Uh, he learned me how to think in this way. I remember then that when I was about a six or seven when i only started to read something he gave me a book which named Pollyanna. Uh, i don't remember the name of the author so really i don't know but uh, the book was about a small girl um, and she she was she was without parents yes and she had really bad a lot of bad things in her life, but he um, he saw the world as a game and uh, told people who were really negatively who were really negative uh, how to he learned he learned them how to live positively. Uh, there was a lot of cool situations, but now I really <laughs> don't remember. Uh, but there was. A book like uh, lessons for the life, how to live positively. Um, so this book made me for me a lot. Another thing that uh, it was it wasn't hard for me even at the beginning. I just liked this thing, and this book for me was really cool. I was interested in. We were reading it with my father, and. I just enjoyed this time, so it maybe now feels for me um, like something cool every time when I am using my optimism <laughs> to make my life better. I think that's it. Thank you. I like that answer very much, and therefore I will recommend that book to everyone to Google novel called Pollyanna, <laughs> which is American um novel and so okay i understood everything but i don't understand how those emotions relate to freedom because to me freedom means you do something that you choose but if you're feeling emotions that situations give you you're receiving and therefore you're not acting and therefore to me i don't see how that is freedom can you explain to me the meaning of freedom for you and how it is connected to emotions. Mm-hmm. So you say that if you feel everything, you can't choose what uh, to do because feelings are choosing for you or what? No, I'm saying the moment when you're feeling, for example, you're sad. 
did you choose the situation that made you sad? I doubted. But when you're feeling it, it's not, it's like feeling is the opposite of um, deciding. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yes. that's my impression. Maybe you tell me what is the correct thinking that you have. Mm, okay. So I think that I decide to be sad at this moment because, okay, I can um, take this feeling inside of me and do not spread it to the world um, and just keep it in myself and it would be my decision. But in this way, I would feel worse than if I would let these emotions come out. Because when I decide, as you say, uh, to move on or maybe do something else to not be sad, uh, it is okay. I understood. Um, it will come with time. So sometime I would be sad, but then it would be next next part <laughs> of being sad to decide to stop <laughs> this feeling and. Uh, it is still freedom, so you can choose what you want to feel. And I'm choosing that I want to feel it on the maximum. <laughs> yes. How can you make the emotions become stronger, deeper, etc., so that you feel them to the maximum? Do you do something on purpose? Do you go for more intense situations? Like what? do you do or how do you allow it to be stronger and stronger emotions Mm, okay um maybe it is not really correct statement because if you would make emotions every time bigger and bigger it would be uh not really i would not i wouldn't know how to control them so i enjoy to feel the moments to just catch this feeling as I have inside me and uh, think of this in the moment. Yes, I would say it again. Uh, Because when you're, for example, when you're uh, in some situation and you feel that you can like this situation because it is really cool, you like it, but you have a lot of other things you think about or maybe you are starting to be scared of something or I don't know what else can be. Uh, I just uh, choose to throw these all other things in mind out and concentrate on what I have now and how I can uh, remember it uh, the best way thank you and you mentioned if the emotions get too big each time it's difficult to control them well if emotions are life and feeling them is really important why is it interesting for you to control emotions rather than flow with them fully okay uh so I'm not really, um, I don't really have this problem. So 
uh, even uh, that I said that I have my emotions like on maximum, but it is maximum for me. So I have some places where I understand that I don't want to go bigger. Um, and then I can stop, but it doesn't hurt for me at all because, uh, okay, I think that when emotions come out from the maximum uh, that can be controlled. Uh, it is some really stressful or overwhelmed situations because if they're really high in the positive way, I think it is okay. But if in negative way, we just have to control it because the things that... Uh, can be after <laughs> we we would spread these emotions uh, can be really bad so we have to control them uh, but as i said it is not a problem for me because the very uh, bright negative emotions are uh, always compared with some not really good things in our minds like it is not really it's more for uh, not really educated people so i think this way because a good and good educated and uh, clever person would not come into bad emotions a lot because it is not really constructive and we can do something uh, more interesting and something more um, correct in such situations so if emotions are highly positive it is okay we don't have to control them as much as negative this is interesting because you seem to be a very emotional girl someone very creative but you're saying correct which is more restrictive analytical and the opposite of people who are emotional. Are you someone who believes a lot and like everywhere you go, you're a perfectionist and you believe this is the correct way and there are many wrong ways and you don't want to make mistakes, etc.? Or what was that about? Because you shifted directly from emotions and flowing and beautiful birds to saying, oh, uh, there is a wrong way that uneducated people do, and there is a correct way. <laughs> so what was that? Okay, I would try to explain it uh, as much better as I can. So for me, uh, to be... Uh, okay, uh, one more time. <laughs> um, I don't think that I'm really constructive or perfectionist no, but I'm not, I am a emotional person, but it is, uh, these emotions are feeling very big for me, but I'm not spreading that all in the, in, out of me, yes. So I feel them a lot in myself and I, they are really big, these emotions. But I wouldn't scream very loud. I wouldn't uh, cry very loud when other people would see this. 
um, because I can feel these emotions and I am trying to feel them as much as I can. But at the same time, I'm trying to stay this a little bit constructive in the way I feel it. So when I feel that I don't want uh, to, um, to people see all I feel, I wouldn't do it. So I can control it and I can choose the situations. Uh, and this is the way of freedom for me too. So if I would want uh, people to see all my emotions, I would do it. But at the same time, if I would not, I would not. Um, so for me, I'm very emotional, but I can control it. And it depends on situation, what I want to do. Thank you. And I have questions about that, but I want to understand then from a different way. Mm -hmm. When it comes to dance, your attitude, your natural way, do you prefer to focus on technique or on expressing emotions and letting your body in a more natural way express those emotions through dance. I'm not saying what the teachers tell you mm -hmm. or they say your mistake, but your own attitude that is natural. Is it to focus on perfect technique and the correct techniques? Or do you sometimes have less technique, but a lot more emotion and you prefer that? Mm -hmm. uh, so it depends too. Sometimes I'm going to the studio and just work on uh, moves, on its technique. And I really like it because only with a great technique for me, I can feel the emotions. So when the technique gives me uh, the understanding of the move, uh, the way I'm moving uh, my weight, and uh, the way I'm moving my hands, my legs, and so on. Uh, and it gives me more, takes me more deep in the dance than if I would only think about emotions and my body would not move uh, correctly. So the first thing I do is to make my technique work automatically uh, for a lot of hours of working and then I can go to the studio and um, feel the emotions of the dance and that's really cool too and that's my favorite part <laughs> I guess thank you and I like that you like to vary emotions and to try many different things so to ask you then a bit more you said when you don't want to show emotions, you don't show them. And when you want to show them, you do. Mm -hmm. In general, inside, you're an emotional girl. But are you like some of the girls who are guests on my podcast? And they say, oh, many times people, especially when they're not close friends, when they see that girl, she's walking or sitting somewhere, her face is so serious, a poker face. And they think, why is she so angry? But inside, she can be happy or full of emotions. So are you someone that is often not showing your emotions, but you feel them deep and people notice and they think you're too serious, but 
it's not really the reality. It's just that you don't want to show emotions or you're always smiling and your face is showing emotions, but not the all of it. Okay. I think that the second one is much more correct. Um, when people the first when people saw me first time see me first time uh they in most of times uh, think that the first one that i'm uh smaller than i am i don't know why and then second thing is that i'm quite a positive person but not in all the not all the time it comes like this But mostly, yes. Smaller, you mean younger or shorter? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, younger, younger. No problem. <laughs> so do you like that? So you'll be a girl who won't need Botox, etc. for a long time? Or you wish they thought you're older? Um, no, I think it isn't bad at all. I don't, I wouldn't want that... I wouldn't want they to think that I'm older than I am. It is 100%. Uh, I would like them to see me as I am for my 16 years. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Um, Thank I, you. I can <laughs> add a little bit. Uh, so, as I said, that uh, a lot of people thought that I was younger than I am. It was really... Uh, Not really, but quite a big problem for me, uh, maybe about two years ago. I was really sad about it because uh, I felt like they don't take me seriously. It was quite a problem for me, but now I don't feel like that at all. So <laughs> it was <laughs> just a period of time <laughs> to feel like that. But now it's okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. And so, like you spoke about, your favorite part is feeling the emotions because you have great technique, which allows you to feel the emotions deeper. And you said you like ballet. What is different between ballet and ballroom dancing that makes it interesting for you? And how does it feel emotionally each one of them in a different way? Mm, cool question. Uh, so ballroom dancing and ballet is absolutely fully different in all the ways. Uh, starting from the concept of the art and ending with, uh, with everything, I don't know. Uh, only thing that's... Uh, connects them is the techniques from ballet that are using in all of the dancing uh, types because it is like a ground it is like a fundamental things that every dancer has to know and uh, that's why I started to do ballet so I started it after I started ballroom dancing because um, I had some things that I would like to um, do in my dancing to change and uh, I saw that ballet is a perfect thing to do to change them 
and to make these things look beautiful, uh, to make the basements of my dancing much more, much better quality. Um, so that's why I started. About the atmosphere and the feelings uh, with in it uh, types of dancing. So in ballroom, I feel maybe bigger uh, spectre of emotions. In ballet, it is quite not simple. I would not say simple. It is quite classical. So I feel the same atmosphere um, every time I dance ballet and I really enjoy it. It is like really calm, but at the same time strong. And uh, like uh, I feel a little bit like a doll and a little bit like a queen. <laughs> I would say like that. But when I dance ballroom, I feel uh, a lot of <laughs> other things. Um, sometimes I can feel angry. Sometimes I can feel uh, like I'm playing a game. <laughs> um, so it, it isn't correct that in bell that belly cannot be different but for me it feels quite the same yes i have so many questions so i'll ask two and please try to remember them you said you began doing ballet so that you make your dance more beautiful yes and when you spoke about the sea and the beach, you said the birds are beautiful, the place is beautiful. What does beautiful mean to you? Is it colors? Is it elegance? Is it smoothness? Is it flow? I don't know. So please first define what is beautiful. And second, how is the feeling of being a doll? How is the feeling of being a queen? And why is it interesting for you? So beautiful, what it means, doll, the feeling, queen, the feeling, and why is it nice for you? <laughs> a lot of questions, okay. <laughs> uh, what is beautiful for me? Beautiful for me is everything, but uh, not every beautiful things, every beautiful thing can be beautiful for me <laughs> at this at this moment, at the uh, that moment that I'm in. So uh, I will explain. For example, when I'm working near the sea and I'm seeing birds, I'm seeing water, it is beautiful for me at this moment because um, I feel amazing watching it. Um, maybe for some other people's boxing is beautiful and I couldn't say that it isn't because uh, everything in this world is beautiful in its own way but for me for example it doesn't seem like this so again we can choose <laughs> what could be beautiful for us because we have the things that are so everyone has its own understanding of beautiful and for me it is more about elegance about nature about feeling of something big and emotionally light and uh, yes maybe light and soft yes for me it is like this 
so it is <laughs> the point that is the same with birds and belly. They are both soft and elegant and full of beautifulness <laughs> for me. Ballroom dancing is too. Uh, by the way, my favorite dances in ballroom are mostly uh, slow and more elegant. It is <laughs> just uh, uh, information. Um, that's it. So is, is it uh, understand for you? Yes. And tell me about feeling like a doll and yeah. feeling like a queen. And why is that nice for you? Okay. Uh, feeling like a doll for me means like feeling like a uh, machine, not a machine, like a thing uh, that uh, works like a mechanism. I don't know how to say it correctly, uh, that I can feel every part of my body and I can uh, move it uh, to some, to, to every way I want like dolls do like we can control every part of body of the dolls uh that's it uh, about the queen it is more about uh, feeling high <laughs> for on the high points at <laughs> uh, this world and to feel uh confident and at the same time uh strong but soft <laughs> if you want it and um, again to control the situation as queens do it as dolls as we can control dolls so it it makes sense for me thank you and you seem to be full of need for emotions and you said the emotions are life Mm -hmm. Well, on a metaphysical thing, or in a metaphysical way, do you believe in soul? Do you believe in things like that first? And then I will ask a question. Uh, I think yes, I believe in it. Why not? What is then for you a soul? <laughs> do we have a destiny? And is that part of you being optimistic? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the soul for me is everything that I have apart from my body. <laughs> so the way I think, the way I feel, the way that I see the world, it is all soul for me. Mm, do I believe in destiny? I think no, because... Uh, our soul is the same, not the, not the same. Uh, we can control our soul the same as we can control our body. Uh, we can change our minds. We can change our positions. And that means that we can change our destiny. <laughs> so we can make uh, decisions. So no, I don't believe that we have some... Uh, plots of our life that we can change but it is quite a philosophy question <laughs> because maybe uh, it is a part of our destiny that it is not it is a part of our plan <laughs> for this life it is part of our plot that we can think that we can choose our destiny but the 
same time, it would be the same at the end. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it works like this, but I don't know. I don't think so. I don't like to think so. So are you a doll with a soul? <laughs> I'm not a doll. It is just a small, not small, but it is feeling that I catch at some moments. But uh, when I feel this doll, <laughs> I don't feel like I don't have uh, a person <laughs> in me. So I don't become the doll. I just take the best, the best things from doll, the best feelings from doll to me. Only parts of them, not all the, not all the vision of doll, <laughs> only parts. And compare and connecting it with other feelings from other things, I feel myself. Thank you, because you said everything other than your body is your soul. So that's why I thought your body is similar to the doll because you control everything and then you have the soul. Oh, okay. To you. How was the pandemic? How did you feel through it? How did you handle it? Was it uh, an enjoyable emotions? <laughs> How was it for you? Mm, it wasn't really enjoyable. Um, because we couldn't do a lot of things that we can do before the pandemic. Um, so, yes, I didn't enjoy it. It is 100%. But another thing I could say, that in our city, exactly in our city, in Odessa, it wasn't so bad as, for example, in Kiev or in other in other big cities, uh, not even in Ukraine, in, in every other country, I think it was much more worse than in Odessa because here uh, we, we don't have that strong control. Um, we don't have the strong uh, rules. We have them, but we don't really go through it <laughs> uh, so we're a little bit out of the law <laughs> but uh, that saved us that saved us mentally a lot um, when it wasn't uh, when we don't have to go to a lot we didn't have to go to a lot of places uh, because of pandemic uh, the law said it we did that and it wasn't that bad because um, we can, this is about freedom, by the way, too. So here we can choose if we want to, uh, so we can make a decision if we want to be. One second, one second, one second. Your voice is far now. What happened? Nothing. Maybe sometimes. The now it's good. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so continue, you said decisions. Yes, yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that I remember where to cut it, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Mm, so we can follow the rules, we cannot. And that's why I love Odessa. 
Yes, you said you were out of the law or outlaws like cowboys and uh, Clint Eastwood and everything. (laughs) I like your imagination. Oh, yes. Since you even see emotions as colors and uh, like surreal or abstract paintings, etc., do you have a big emotion? You love reading. Do you see like a movie of everything that you're reading in the stories? You feel the emotions of the characters and that is why it's interesting to you? Or how do you read? Mm. Okay, so when I read a literature to just enjoy this time, yes, I I'm watching like a movie in my mind. And it uh, really, I really like it because my imagination <laughs> really likes it. Um, so it is a cool feeling. But when, uh, okay, uh, the last few books I read was not about uh, some, <laughs> um, it wasn't uh, nonfiction, yes. I don't know the correct meaning of this word, but maybe nonfiction uh, books are the books that are uh, about some information or it is about uh, art of literature. Anything that is not a story. So yes, information or history or anything like that. How to technical. It is nonfiction. Yes. Oh, good. So. Uh, the last few books I read was non-fiction inf- uh, books, and it was about uh, some stuff I want to make better in my life. Uh, but it is another story. But when I read literature like stories, yes, I I'm watching movies, <laughs> as you said. Thank you. And as a dancer, you listen a lot to music. How do you experience music? Do you experience it like Mozart as colors? Do you experience it as sensations in your body, wanting to move your body in a certain way? Do you just pay attention to the rhythm and think of the techniques that will be appropriate for each section? Because I remember that filmmakers and directors, they cannot anymore really enjoy movies because they pay attention to the camera and to the light and to the everything and then they don't really feel the story as much and sometimes i feel sad about this but technique makes them think in that way so how do you experience music Mm, okay i don't have that strong understanding of uh, what i experience the most in music but i think that it is more about yes as you said rhythms And this atmosphere that music gives me, I think it is the most important for me. Uh, So that's why I don't really like uh, some rap or something like this, because I don't feel it correctly, I guess. So I don't feel that... I I would say that I um, like instrumental music in music. and I would uh, better listen to music without words than words without music. So, yes. Uh, but I wanted to say that I don't really listen to music out of dancing studio right now. 
because I don't know why. Maybe because I have a lot of it in in dancing, and then I'm just uh, have enough of it in my life. Then I don't want to. I don't really want to listen it at my free time. It is about. Uh, I feel like this for about the last year, I guess. I understand and. Since we have been speaking for a good long time, I have just one more question before we begin finishing. When you'll go to the National University of Lviv, what do you plan to be the subject that you will learn and why did you choose it? <laughs> it would be quite funny now <laughs> because I choose to learn mathematics and uh, IT. Why? <laughs> um, it was a long conversation with myself to, um, about what would I want to learn. Uh, but it was one little thing that our exams, uh, graduation exams from the school, um, are mathematics, Ukrainian, in, and English. And Ukrainian you can choose to pass only Ukrainian language uh, or Ukrainian language and literature. Uh, the difference is that uh, Ukrainian literature gives you an opportunity to apply to a lot of uh, a lot of uh, faculties, um, but Ukrainian language only Ukrainian language gives you an opportunity to apply only on mathematics. So. I decided that I don't want <laughs> to pass a literature exam. Uh, I don't know why, but it was a quick decision. And then I understood that, oh my gosh, I would learn math mathematics. Then I started to analyze this situation and I was like, uh, what would I do? Uh, maybe I would better pass literature. But it was the point when I started to think about mathematics because before um, it was a <laughs> really mm, closed thing for me mathematics at all it, it wasn't really bad but uh, it wasn't my strong uh, points so i started uh, I, i decided that i wouldn't uh, change my priorities and i would learn mathematics mathematics uh, even more i had one friend um that is older than me um uh, and he told me a lot of cool things about uh, this subject uh that proved me in my decision much more <laughs> a lot more yes uh he said that in our world now mathematics uh have a real really big opportunities and really cool things to do in the future so even marketing uh, nowadays is more about mathematics than about psychology as it is learning in universities now and a lot of other things are connected with uh, data science yes and now i'm going to learn data science as well and that's the and it would be the it would be like my ground my uh, 
points uh, from which I would learn something more, not interesting, but something more creative. Cre yes, creative for me. Something maybe like uh, marketing <laughs> or maybe something like uh, uh, philosophy, maybe something else as uh, my second graduation. So I decided to start from something hard, but that would, uh, from something that would give me a lot of ways to come, to come on in the future. Thank you. And you're very wise and smart, although you're 16. Why did you choose to study in Ukraine, although you could have studied anywhere else in the world or in Europe? Mm. I planned to go studying in Netherlands. It was my like little dream, but um, there were a quite it was quite difficult. It started to be quite difficult because of the pandemic <laughs> as well. And uh, then um, I started to uh, learn more about this. How can I? overcome is and something else but i found another one problem is that we have an academic difference in uh, learning in, in school years between europe and ukraine so we have 11 and they have 12 classes and uh, that's why i have to learn four years on baccalaureate course and then uh, one more year before it on the foundation program, uh, which uh, costs a lot. So foundation was a problem because it costed a lot. And um, I had to uh, learn one more year. So it would be five years of the bachelor. And it's all... Uh, is not in my country so i had to live somewhere i had to eat something it it was a question more about how much it would cost um yes i know that there are some programs that can let you uh, minimize your the money you would spend on it but uh, as i wanted to say uh, i decided to uh, choose where i want where I want to study uh, for a long time that I hadn't this uh, uh, space and this time to think more and find some alternatives because um, because it was a time that I had to apply <laughs> so I don't have time to think more and uh, then pandemic and something else and I decided that I wouldn't go for it because it's quite difficult uh, for now. Um, I think that I would uh, learn somewhere out of my country for, as I said, my second uh, grade, my second education or magistrature. Um, I don't know if it is correctly correct in English, um, but the next uh, the next part of education. Mm -hmm. uh, that's it I think that's all thank you yes I encourage you and I hope your master's degree will do yes, it yes. in whatever university you're dreaming of and if you listen to your heart you think about any piece of advice or wisdom 
or recommendation you believe the world needs to hear, whether people depressed in the pandemic or people who want to feel more emotions and to feel alive or just people to be productive in a better way, what would you share and say? I would share emotions, <laughs> yes, because emotions, it is something that comes deeply from us than being productive. So emotive person, emotional person um, in some correct situation and in some correct, maybe even dialogue can change his mind to uh to not only use emotions and to connect it with being uh, productive and something like this so if you have only this productiveness in yourself you have a lot of uh, these strong skills to uh, learn to work uh, to be uh, like a machine uh it is cool in some way, but for me, it would be hard to live like this. So I'm trying to uh, improving, improve these skills, but uh, nevertheless, I'm, I would like to stay with my understanding of feeling this world. Thank you. That was very deep. And if people want to learn more about you, to follow you, what is the best social media to do that? And if you're involved in any projects you want to share about or about your ballroom dancing or anything, where can people go to discover more? And you can say a few words too. Okay, thank you. So if you want, you can follow me on my Instagram. It is Nasty Litkevich <laughs> and nothing, uh, nothing else. Uh, so I don't have any other social medias or I am not active in it. <laughs> so it is the best way. Thank you, Nastya. It was a dream. It was beautiful. It was emotional. It was deep. And I thank you for your time and I wish you a great day. Thank you for inviting me. It was very interesting. It was quite um not stressful maybe yes a little bit stressful for me to talk for such a long time in english because i'm not practicing it at all not at all as much uh, as i should <laughs> by the way uh, but um, i like to work on it it was interesting thank you you're welcome